Uh, again, uh, we're going to be looking at uh, uh, a fellow here by the name of Joshua. Before we get to that, uh, let me go over here to the book of Hebrews. This was roughly 1,500 years later, maybe 1,300 years later. Where's the book of Hebrews? Here we go. Hebrews. There we go. Hebrews chapter 4. And let's see. Let me skip down here a little bit. Hebrews chapter 4. There's something about King David here. Okay, you see that. Uh, let's see. I passed it right there. Or did I? Yeah. Hang on a second. There it is. Right, verse 8. Notice, and I'm pulling this a little bit out of context, but I just want you to see this. his name shows up. You know, the guy that never existed. This new place of rest, and I remember they're talking about the promised land, okay? New Testament, they're talking about when you meet Jesus, you are in the promised land, okay? He's talking about, does not mean the land of Israel. Look at this, that Joshua led them into. Joshua? The fable? No, certainly was no fable. Oh, anyway, in the book of Acts, he's referenced again, but let's go right back over here where we first find this fellow. This is the first recollection of this guy. And he's actually with Mr. Moses. And uh, we're going to start here. Let's see, chapter 17. Yeah, but I want to get the last verse of, uh, of 16 here, if I can. All right. Last verse of 16. Yeah, okay. So the people ate manna 40 years until they arrived at the land of Canaan. Okay. So that's what was going on in the 17th chapter here. Now, uh, remember, what we read here belongs to us today, so... Watch what happens. Now, at God's command, the people of Israel left this place, real place. I mean, you just got to quit putting these names there. We're going to get in trouble somewhere. This place is real. Okay. The Sinai Desert, you could say, going by the east stages of Rephidim. Okay, went around Atlanta, down to Augusta, whatever. It's similar. But upon arrival, there was no water. Man, I'm getting tired of this stuff. No, wait, 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 wait. There's always difficulties, but you always have an answer. But watch how stupidly these people acted, and maybe perhaps we do the same thing. But what you want to do is don't act this way and say, Lord, man, I'm gonna, I'm, you just annihilated Pharaoh and did all these miracles. When did I start believing you'd quit? Anyway, so there was no water. Once more the people growled and complained to Moses. Give us water, they wailed. 6,000 people, you could say. Quiet, Moses. Come Are you trying to test God's patience with you? But tormented by thirst, they cried out, Why did you ever take us out of Egypt? Why did you bring us here to die? Wow. So that's a, I mean, hey, remember, this was not like a minor problem. There's no water, and it is a desert. So, makes sense to me. We're going to die. <laughs> you know, I don't what your problems are. You may think there's... You've got to quit thinking evolution. You've got to quit thinking billions and billions of years. You need to get back to thinking that the Lord really is real. You know, by cracky, I think he's real. It's because he is real, and he will help you. Okay? Moses pleaded with the Lord, What shall I do? They are almost ready to stone me. Then the Lord said to Moses, Take the elders of Israel with you. Lead the people out to Mount Horeb. I'll meet you there at the rock. Boy, that sounds to me like if you just ask the Lord for help, he'll help you. Yeah, he will. He said, "Strike it! With, I'll meet you there. Strike it with your rod. The same one you struck the Nile with. Wow, remember that was just two and a half months ago. Water will come pouring out, enough for everyone. Praise the Lord. Well, of course, you know what's going to happen. It did. Now, one problem to the next. Watch this. Moses, notice this. Moses did as he was told. Water gushed out. Moses named the place Massa, uh, meaning uh, tempting Jehovah to slay us. That's because, you know, they were going, Let me, let me give you an example here. Oh, these people, 
and, and you can wind up doing the same thing. You got miracle, 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 and all of a sudden you have a problem today, and you think, well, I don't know, I never will get out of this one. You've got to get a hold of yourself. Psalm 78 here is basically a prayer, okay? But anyway, notice it's, it's, it's long, but notice he talks about, look at this. And, and they forgot about the wonderful miracles God had done for them, for their father in Egypt. That's what we can do. Look at this. He divided the sea before them, let him through. The water stood up on banks on both sides. You know, we're supposed to remember this. But today, it's fables. Oh, it was just, it, it, the Lord really didn't build, didn't really create the earth. It's just, oh, please. Mm. I watched a movie the other day, and it's of some famous actors, and the guy appeared as Jesus, and, but to be politically correct, he says, well, I'm just, a, I'm just a figment of what you believe God's like. And I thought, <laughs> I'm so glad I know this stuff is real. Anyway, but now watch this. He did all these wonderful things. Now I want you to see what they did. Look, at this. They kept on in their rebellion against, against God, who is above all. They murmured, demanding, their, uh, uh, demanding other food than what God was given. They even uh, spoke against God and said, why can't he even give us decent food as well as water? Wow. Oh, let me switch this to, um, to the, uh, the King James just a moment. Looking for a phrase I'm looking for here just a second. Psalm 78 here. Let me close that down just a second. Yeah, look at that. That's very little. Can God furnish a table out in the wilderness? That's what they were saying. The chapter before we're looking for in Exodus God said, I'm going to rain it down from heaven. And we have today, oh, you think it's just going to rain out of the sky? Yes, I expect it to rain out of the sky. Can you imagine? Oh, there's water in that rock. And we try to think, well, let's see, the mineral composite of that rock, you know, there probably is. There's no water in that rock. Moses hit that thing like the Lord said, and water gushed out enough for everyone. But can you see what they were doing? From one problem to the next, they were saying, can God create a, a table for us out here in the wilderness? You know what the 23rd Psalm says. He prepares a table for you in the presence of your enemies. We should expect that. Look at that. boy. And, and now you can understand why the Lord was getting really hot about this. Wow. Because they believed not in God, nor trusted in His salvation. Now this salvation is not talking about going to heaven. It's talking about, I'm a little parched. I don't have any water. You know, Your wallet may be a little parched. Or your opportunity to, to get some sort of job may look like it went out the window or whatever the problem may be. Now, switch back to this and let's go see what happens next. Okay. That's why when you, know, when you read the Bible, and that's what we're doing here, you always find out that the Lord is on your side and he's going to help you. So here we go in this 18th chapter again. Uh, no, 17 went in. Exodus 17. So, okay, they didn't have any water, but guess what? Now they got water. He even named the place, you know, uh, he named it, uh, there it is, Massa, meaning tempting Jehovah to slay us. And sometimes they referred to it as Meribah, meaning argument or strife. Now, notice, God didn't come out and say, I'm going to slay you. No, they were going, well, I guess God don't care. We're going to just die out here. And he is a father that cares. He was not going to let them die. Oh, you know. Those of us that, are, that have children and those of us that are going to have children, you're going to see the frustration sometime too when you think that your child or something doesn't think you're going to be able to do things for you. You can understand this. Okay, now here's what happened. Now look what happened next. They were saying, is Jehovah going to take care of us or not? Now, all right, that problem solved. But now the warriors of Amalek came out to fight against. This is the, these are the Amalekites. They came out to fight against the people of Israel at Rephidim. Oh, no. I mean, come on. 
oh, oh, God just got you a little water so that you could get annihilated now. At least you feel good. No, you're going to be okay. Here it is again. Moses instructed first reference to this guy ever to issue a call to arms to the Israelis to fight the army of Amalek. Tomorrow, Moses said, you guys are toast. There's no tomorrow you're in trouble. Notice it's always you're going to be victorious. The Bible tells us in the New Testament we're more than conquerors. Whatever's born of God overcomes the world. Wow. This reason when Jesus was standing, for, standing before the high priest when they were fixing to crucify him at night, before Pilate, they had a little private meeting at night when they grabbed him in the garden and they were asking him, what do you think about all these things over there? What do you think all these people saying this stuff about it? He says, I was daily in the temple and you didn't get me. Well, see, the reason they didn't get him in the temple is because they couldn't. They couldn't. The only time Jesus ever was down was when he willingly gave himself up as the lamb. And the same thing with you and I. We're not going under. Tomorrow, he said, I'm going to stand on top of the hill with the rod of God. What's that? Two months ago, he threw that thing down. It became a snake. Remember that? He held on to it tightly. Verse 10, Joshua and his men went out to fight the army of Amalek. These are the Amalekites. Meanwhile, Moses and Aaron, and look at this guy, Aaron, and this guy, uh, Hur, okay, went up on top of the hill. Now watch this. As long as Moses held up the rod in his hands, Israel was winning. But whenever he rested his arms at his sides, the soldier of Amalek were winning. Moses' arms finally got too tired to hold up the rod any longer. I mean, they needed Dustin and Alex here, somebody with some strength in that arm, whatever. You know. But anyway, you can see what's happening. It's hurting. So Aaron and Hur rolled a stone for him to sit on, and they stood on each side holding up his hands until sunset. As a result, Joshua and his troops, they crushed Amalek. Putting them to the sword. Now look at verse 14. Then, now this, notice this is the end of the chapter right here. Look at this. Then the Lord instructed Moses, write into a permanent record. Now look at this phrase, to be remembered forever. Now I'm sorry, but I didn't remember this story. Whose fault is that? Eh, probably my church selection, but at a younger age, I didn't have any choice. <laughs> you went where your parents took you, you know. Can't blame them. I had a Bible. I could have read this for myself. But isn't that something? Permanent record. What did he want me to get? Permanent record, remembered forever, obviously the story, and announced to this guy who never existed, oh yeah, he did, Joshua, that I will utterly blot out every trace of Amalek. Moses built an altar there. I mean, this was like so important, he built an altar there. And he called it, this is a world famous in the Christian church, but world famous, they don't know the details behind it. I remember singing songs in the last 20, 30 years. Jehovah Nisi still never knew the story. He called it Jehovah Nisi, meaning Jehovah is my flag. In other words, he had to have her and Aaron hold up his rod there, you know. I mean, can you imagine that? Jehovah Nisi. I sing songs that has Jehovah Nisi. The Lord, my banner, Jehovah Nisi, whatever. That's actually another one, but it's still, that verse is in there. But anyway, is my flag. No, no, no was my flag for that special day. Uh-uh. He built an altar. This is to be remembered forever. Remember the banner of the Lord, Moses said, for the Lord will be at war with the Malik generation, generation after generation. Now, what, what's going to happen to them? He's going to blot out every trace. I don't care what your problems are today. He's going to blot out every trace. It's going to all be gone. Now, now we know about Mr. Jo Mr. Joshua. Let's just speed ahead after Moses died here which would be Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. That's his last final speech. 
Joshua, right there. Here it comes. After the death of Moses, the Lord's disciple, God spoke to Moses' assistant, whose name was Joshua. Look at this. Son of Nun. It said to him, now, that is my, now that my disciple is dead, you are the new leader. Oh, brother. Let my people cross the Jordan, lead my people across the Jordan River into the promised land. I say uh, to you what I said to Moses. Wherever, it says, wherever you go, you will, excuse me, wherever you go will be part of the land of Israel. All the way from the Najib Desert down to the south to the Lebanon Mountains north. In other words, all this territory is going to be yours. Now watch this. He says, anyway, all the way from the Mediterranean Sea to the Euphrates. Okay, no one, look at this, will be able to oppose you as long as you live. Now let me tell you something. This character here, you heard those Israelites whining, there's no water. He did the same thing about four chapters into his own, this book, this history book about him. He sent out a little group of troops because they wiped out Jericho. They wiped out the walls of Jericho. Boom, wiped them out. A little bit of battle over here. And they said, hey, they sent about half the troops over there. Sent a few troops over there and got annihilated. And what did Joshua do? He goes, oh, did you bring us over here to die? Boy, and the Lord had to tell him, you got some sucker that's got a God in the camp. And he's worshiping it. And it was Achan. And he was Achan as a result of it. Okay. The sin of Achan. Wow. But anyway, tells off about this guy a little bit. You know, we can go from faith to, oh no, why is this happening to me? But notice the promise. No one will be able to oppose you as long as you live. I will be with you just as I was with Moses. Now, stop and think a minute here. Why do we even read this today? Why is it? Why did Richard even bother with it? Well, it's in, it's in your Bible. You could have read this on your own. I would be extremely jealous if I read this and it was only for Joshua and Moses. No, 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 no. That's the reason David, King David, did so well. He believed every bit of this stuff meant it was, was for him. And that's the way the Lord is. The Lord didn't say, well, I'm for, I'm for Moses. Not for the rest of the Israelites, but I'm for Moses. He was for all the people. He said, I will not abandon you nor fail to help you. Praise the Lord. Now notice this. This just simply means don't give up. Be brave. Be strong. Be brave. You will be, look at that, a successful leader among my people. Again, I'm not Moses. I'm not Joshua. Yes, but you're in school. You have a job. You do these other things. The same wonderful Lord is doing these same things for you, if you will. Just trust Him. He said, the land they shall conquer all the land I promised to their ancestors. You only need to be strong and courageous. Notice he didn't say, well, you, gotta, you need some nuclear weapons and you need some of this. And if you don't do some training, you don't need any training. The walls of Jericho in just a moment, we're not going to get there today. But they fell on their own. All they did was march around it once, once a day. And then the last day, seven, to, seven times, blow a trumpet. Yeah, like a trumpet's going to knock a wall down. No, it's trust in the Lord. Anyway, notice this. Uh, be strong and courageous and obey to the letter of the law, Moses, every law Moses gave you. Now, Moses' law is not a, I mean, I realize that you, you're going to make mistakes, but it was built in, if you made mistakes, you had forgiveness. The thing, that was, the thing that was going to wipe them out was if you don't pay attention to Moses' law, in other words, referencing that it's God, and you go off after other gods, that's what he's talking about here. Anyway. He says, you'll be successful in everything you do. See, some people think, well, that's just it. I, that's why I'm not doing very well because, you know, I, I lost my cool the other day and, and I'm not perfect at this, so therefore that's why the money's not flowing. Please, 
There was a morning sacrifice. There was an evening sacrifice. You also brought things to the Lord constantly to the temple or to the tabernacle. You always had forgiveness. But when you quit doing that, saying, well, I don't much need the Lord, you know, that's when you have trouble, okay? But we always have forgiveness. Watch it. So anyway, everything you do is going to prosper. Constantly remind the people of these laws, and you yourselves must think about them every day and every night so that you'll be sure to obey all of them. For only then will you succeed. Yes, yes, be bold, be strong. Banish fear and doubt. We heard, banish fear and doubt. Well, this is the story. Remember, the Lord your God is with you. Boy, we just forget that. Uh-oh, these shady-looking characters up here. i got to have gas. Man, many times we immediately think, the Lord's testing me. He's not testing you. He's on your side. I don't care what your trouble is. He's on your side. There's a lamb that has died for you. Wow. Anyway, there's one chapter of this we're going to look at. It's the very last one. This is start to finish on Joshua. We're done with this chapter. Watch this. He says, be bold, be strong. Remember, the Lord's with you wherever you go. Then, God, then excuse me, Joshua issued instructions to the leaders of Israel, telling the people to get ready to cross the Jordan. Yeah, right. And it was way out of his banks. But guess what? That thing split just like the Red Sea when you read it. Three days we will go across and conquer and live in the land God's given us, he told them. Wow. All right, he summoned Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe. And Anyway, uh, just speed ahead just a little bit. Uh, let's see if something else I want to look at. Yeah, in the last part he says, we will obey. They, these guys said uh, um, they were going to follow Joshua. And we're going to obey you just as we obeyed Moses. And may the Lord God be with you as he was with Moses. And if anyone, no matter who, rebels against your commands, he'll die. So lead on with courage and strength. In other words, he didn't, apparently the message these guys were hearing was, oh, you know what, we don't know what, they were told they were going to annihilate everybody in the promised land. All right, now, here's the tail end of it. The book, this, this last part of that book. Oh, um, Anyway, from start to finish, it all happened just like the Lord said. So here's the tail end of it, and look what the Lord says. Joshua, he summoned all the people of Israel to him at, we'll just say, Gunnersville, along with the rest of their leaders, elders, officers, and judges. And they came and they presented themselves before God. Joshua addressed them as follows. The Lord God of Israel says, your ancestors, including Terah, look at this history. He was the father of Abraham and Nahor. Okay. They lived on the east side of the Euphrates, way over there near Iran, okay. And they worshipped other gods. The book of Genesis would tell you this, chapter 12. But I took your father Abraham, Genesis 12, and the history from there forward to here. And I took, I took your father from the land across the river and led him into the land of Canaan and gave him many descendants through Isaac, his son. Hey, I know Isaac, yeah. Isaac's children, Jacob, okay. Oh, were Jacob and Esau. And Esau, I gave him uh, the area around Mount Seir while Jacob and his children went into Egypt. Yeah, the coat of many colors, Joseph. Then I sent Moses and Aaron to bring terrible plagues upon Egypt. Remember, that's because Moses, not Moses, Pharaoh was committing genocide against the Hebrews. Kill them. At least kill all the boys. Keep the good-looking women. She. But when they arrived at the Red Sea, the Egyptians chased after them with chariots and cavalry. Israel cried out to me, and I put darkness between them and the Egyptians. Boy, a wonderful story. Remember that? I brought the sea crashing in on the Egyptians, drowning them. You saw what I did. Then Israel lived in the wilderness for many years. Finally, I brought you to the land of the Amorites, to the other side of the Jordan. They fought against you. 
Oh, they must have wiped us out. No, they didn't. Look at this. I destroyed them, gave you their land. Look at that. Here's another story we know. Then King Balak of Moab started a war against Israel and asked Balaam, the talking donkey, remember that story? The son of Beor to curse you. But I wouldn't listen to him. Instead, I made him bless you. Six million. I mean, come on. We'd have been in that group. I mean, it's, it's not like six million minus a few that are not, you know. No, it's all of us. So I delivered Israel from them. Then you crossed the Jordan River, which we just saw. They were just fixing to cross. They went into Jericho. The men of Jericho fought against you, and so did many others. The Perizzites, the Hittites, the big long list here. I mean, not one of these guys wipe you out. Each in turn fought against you, but I destroyed them all. Remember, we just read over there in Exodus. He said, put this down as a record, the Amalekites. Let it be remembered forever. Look at this. It was not your swords and bows that brought you victory. Now, that's important for us today. I just got my degree at Sanford University. I've got some good experience. It's all me. No, it's not. Don't do that. That way, when you're in trouble, you don't have to go, I'm not good enough. I'm just not good enough. Or I just don't stop all that. Remember, he brought them all out with silver and gold. Wow. Water from a rock. Figure that one out. You won't. I gave you the, look at this. I gave you the land you had not worked for. Praise the Lord. What, what should we expect today? Now, we're leading up to a very important scripture that we've probably heard all our life. As for me and my house, I will serve the Lord. See, this is the grand finale. This is when, this is when Joshua says, look, I'm just repeating what he just did for us. You can go after these other gods if you want to. But if you want to keep this track record, you need to stand with me and I'm going to stay with God. As for me and my house. Here he gets to it. Look at this. I sent hornets ahead of you. Praise the Lord. What can we do with that? Well, they shouldn't be stinging us, that's for sure. To drive out the two kings of the Amorites and their people. Can you imagine that? Woo! Well, the Lord beat that battle the other day. We got another one tomorrow. Didn't you hear Joshua say that the Lord was going to send out hornets? And they go over the hill. They're ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Let's. Ain't nobody there. Hey, there's stuff in the oven cooking. Wonder what happened. Bunch of bees got them. <laughs> Man. And he drove out the two kings of the Amorites. It was not your swords and bows. I gave you the land you not worked for, cities you didn't build. These cities were where you are now living. I gave you vineyards, olive groves for food. You did not plant them. Praise the Lord. All right, here we go. Let's read it through. So he says what? So revere the Lord, or Jesus, you could say. Serve him in sincerity and truth. Put away forever the idols of your ancestors. Worship when they live beyond the Euphrates rivers. Worship the Lord alone. Remember the Ten Commandments? Thou shalt have no other gods before me. I mean, it's not like it's flexible here. I mean, think about it. Jesus is standing at the door knocking. Oh, keep the door closed if you want to. But we're not going to do that. He said, if you are unwilling to obey the Lord, then decide today whom you will obey. Will it be the gods of your ancestors beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites here in this land? See what the Lord demonstrated to Egypt? It certainly wasn't the sun god that <laughs> got wiped out. But as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. Is that without benefits? Of course not. The benefits are fantastic. And the, the people replied, we'll never forsake the Lord. Well, guess what? Josh, Ruth. No, no, no. Yeah, Josh. Yeah. No, Judges, yeah. The next book, Judges, went downhill fast. Okay, 
But as for me and my family, we're going to serve the Lord. The people replied, oh, we'll never forsake the Lord. We'll never worship other gods. For the Lord our God is the one who, look out, they at least knew this. He rescued us, our fathers, from slavery in the land of Egypt. He's the God who did, look at that, mighty miracles before the eyes of Israel as we traveled through the wilderness. So in other words, the stuff that happened in Israel was not for just, you're on your own now. Miracles continue to happen. The mountain was on fire. Moses was up there. God was on that mountain. His voice, pillar of fire, whatever. Cloud by night, whatever. Okay. Or whatever, had it backwards. A cloud by day and a pillar by night. Fire. He preserved us from our enemies when we passed through the land. It was the Lord who drove out the Amorites. Of course, I don't see how this could possibly apply to us today. Oh, please. It's all over your life right here. Yes, we choose the Lord, for he alone is our God. But Joshua replied to the people, you can't worship the Lord, for he's holy and jealous. He's not going to forgive you your rebellion and your sins. Now, he's talking about what? If you forsake him and worship other gods. Mercy. He'll turn upon you and he'll destroy you, even though he's taking, look at that, he's taking care of you for such a long time. The people said, no, we choose the Lord. And he said, you've heard it yourself. Now, watch what to do here. They said, we are witnesses. All right, then, you must destroy all the idols you now own. Well, talk on it. They had idols, didn't they? Yeah, old Achan was the first one. People were pocketing these things. Remember Rebecca? You know, she was, her, her daddy, was, she, had, she was sitting on one in the book of Genesis. Anyway, the people replied to Joshua, yeah, we're going to worship the Lord alone. So Joshua made a covenant with them that day at Shechem. Okay, we say Bloodsville, Alabama committing them to a permanent binding contract between themselves and God. Joshua recorded the people's reply in the book of the laws of God and took a huge stone as a reminder and rolled it beneath the oak tree that was beside the tabernacle. So if you ever went out there to the tabernacle, anyway, Joshua said to the people, this stone heard everything. What? Yeah, that rock heard everything. And it's going to be a witness against you to go back on your word. Then Joshua sent the people away to their own sections of the country, scared to death because the bad guys were coming. What bad guys? They wiped out everybody in, in the whole territory. Soon after he died at the age of, wow. And he was a warrior. You know, he can't always dodge them bullets. Well, he did. He was buried on the, his own estate in Timnath Sarah in the hill country of Ephraim. Oh, north side of this and that, whatever. Israel obeyed the Lord throughout the lifetimes of Joshua and other old men. He personally witnessed the amazing deeds that the Lord had done. Look at that, the bones of Joseph, the coat of many colors guy. The people of Israel had brought them along when they left Egypt and they buried them in Shechem, the parcel of ground Jacob bought from the sons of Hamar. I mean, look at all these details. History, history, history. And then Eliezer, the son of Aaron, he also died and was buried in the hill country of Ephraim and whatever, whatever, whatever. That's the end of that book. And then boom, after Joshua died, the story keeps going on. So as you're reading your Bible, you're going, wow, wow, I think I get it. Lord, you're here to help me. Yeah. Now, I, I, I do need to stop, but watch this. If you come down here to, these are prayers. I mean, you can sing them if you want to, but there's no, there's no music. Look at this. All the joys of those who don't follow men's advice. This is Psalm 1. They don't hang around sinners scoffing at the things of God. In other words, they believe what the Lord said. They delight in doing everything God wants, and day and night they're always basically reading their Bible. Look at this. They're like trees along the riverbank bearing a luscious fruit without season. Look at this. Their leaf, excuse me, their leaf shall not wither and whatever they do, in other words, and all they do shall prosper. When we leave here in a moment, everything you're doing is supposed to prosper because of this. God's not schizophrenic. 
He's not. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you that, Lord, if we're not feeling good, hey, it doesn't matter. You'll take care of that health problem, no matter what it is. You are the awesome, wonder-working God. And, Father, if it's financial, you'll take care of that. And if it's uh, some other problem we're not even, we've we never heard of, but, Lord, you'll fix that because you'll get us out of it. It doesn't matter. So, Lord, that doesn't leave anything left but for us to leave a trail of all your wonderful blessings toward us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay. Yeah.